Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports on this big hump day, October the 25th. And with that, uh, oh, baseball is in the air. Of course, college football uh, every, uh, seems like every other night or every night. Meanwhile, uh, we'll have a couple coaches on later on this morning. Uh, Coach Rick Hudson and Artie Lauza from uh, their respective teams and programs, Holland Baptist Bears and the Delcom Panthers. And uh, meanwhile, uh, of course, college action on this weekend. The Tigers are off. Uh, the Cajuns uh, head to Mobile, uh, Tulane to Houston. Meanwhile, if you had told me last March that uh, the two World Series teams would be Arizona and Texas, I'd have been uh, pretty much either you're telling me you're lying to me or you're pulling my leg. But uh, last night, the Diamondbacks stunned the Phillies uh, with a 4-2 to win in Game 7 and quieting the Citizens Bank Park for a second straight night to advance to their first World Series since uh, their seven-game victory over the Yankees uh, in 2001. Meanwhile, historic uh, turnarounds. The Rangers and the Diamondbacks, folks, uh, were the fifth and sixth teams in Major League history to reach the World Series within two years of losing 100 games and, uh, of course, other teams to do it. Uh, the Miracle Braves, this is uh, a century ago in 1914 with 101 losses in 1912. Of course, they went on to win the World Series in 14. And then you had the 67 Red Sox, you know, the, the team with Carl Yastrzemski and that crowd. Uh, they lost 100 games in 65. Of course, the Miracle Mets. In 69, they lost 167. Uh, the Rays in 2008, and and they lost 101 games in 2006. The Rangers themselves, two years ago, lost uh, 102 games. The D-backs in uh, 2021 lost 110 games. But uh, this improbable matchup, Arizona arrived at spring training with 125 to one title odds by the one of the big booking outfits, and uh, Texas was 50 to one. And both teams barely snuck into postseason as wild cards, and the Diamondbacks wouldn't have even made it uh, in the field under the previous 10-team format. So, uh, with that, a little note: the fewest combined wins by uh, these teams, 174 between 90 with the Rangers and 84 with the Diamondbacks, or the fewest in World Series history. Cue the contract, uh, the playoffs, and give the regular season more meaning uh, uh, with that. Of course, with that is Dallas versus Phoenix, and this will be the fourth postseason meeting between the big four teams, of course, uh, from Dallas and Phoenix. The Cardinals beat the Cowboys way back when, 25 years ago in 98 in the playoffs, and the Mavericks hold a 2-1 to playoff series over the Suns. Meanwhile, home field advantage, it's well documented that home field advantage has all but disappeared in the NFL and Major League Baseball experiencing something similar. Of course, road teams are 22-14 and 14 this postseason, and teams facing elimination at home are now 0-5. The Phillies, the Astros, the Twins, the Brewers, and the Rays. The salary cap, oh, you ask about that? Well, the Rangers sank fourth. In 2023, a payroll of $251 million, uh, while the D-backs ranked 21st at $119 million. Texas is paying four players 
20 plus million. That's Corey Sager, Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer, and uh, Marcus Seaman. Seaman, uh, Arizona's largest check is 11.6 million to Cattell Marte. Meanwhile, the World Series schedule is set up like this. Arlington, the Globe Life Field, will host games one and two and six and seven, uh, while Phoenix uh, Chase Field hosts games three, four, and five. All games start at 8.03 Eastern on Fox. And, of course, uh, they say here, I thought the series was supposed to start maybe uh, Saturday, but it's Friday, uh, the first game. Uh, or, of course, over in Arlington along with Game 2, Game 3, and 4 over in uh, Phoenix. And if uh, necessary, Game 5, 6, and 7, 5 will be in uh, Phoenix. And uh, 6 and 7, if necessary, will be in uh, uh, also in Arlington. So, uh, the last word, uh, hot mic artist Chris Mad Dog Russo vowed to retire from sports radio on the spot if Arizona won the uh, NLCS. Uh, the DX manager, Tori Luvello, uh, uh, smiled when he was told about that before Tuesday's game. Then he said what many Americans were surely thinking. He said, I would love to see him quit if we won today. But there's nothing better than a wise guy, a New Yorker, saying something and then uh, having to chomp down on his words. And I watch Big uh, watch him every once in a while. He's interesting uh, to listen to. He's always seems like he's shouting about odds and ends uh, with his uh, particular show on uh, uh, Major League Baseball. But uh, anyway, uh, he, he did make a comment about that. So uh, we'll see what he transpired today. And when did he make the comment? Uh, I'm not sure if it yeah, was I mean, it, it during the playoffs. Yeah, I'm not sure I mean, exactly i'm trying to recall it but it was earlier uh in the playoff season uh with that so uh and as we all know i, I want to say arizona lost what their last four games and still got into the playoffs uh with that but uh with him uh who knows and i'm trying to think it was early in the playoffs uh when he made that statement to uh, uh mad dog chris russo so uh of course he hosts his uh his show uh uh hot hot uh, 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 um, uh, I want to say Mad Dog uh, hosts that show in Major League Baseball. It varies in times due to what games are being scheduled and all. And I've listened to him a few times, and uh, he's he is one of a character, so in that regard. Elsewhere, uh, you know, uh, NBA action and, uh, uh, of course, the Denver uh, Nuggets last night, the defending champions in the uh, NBA, raised their uh, banner and got their rings on opening night, and, and then they picked up a nice where they left off last year, uh, beating LeBron James, uh, who with 21 points, eight rebounds, five assists, and the Lakers, uh, 119 to 107 behind Nikolai Jokic's uh, uh, triple double. It seems like every time you turn around, he's got a triple double. He had 29 points, 13 rebounds, and 11 assists last night for the uh, Nuggets who uh, on to defend their uh, their uh, championship. Meanwhile, up in San Francisco, uh, Tuesday was a great day for the Phoenix sports fan. Of course, uh, Devin Booker had a big night with 32 points, six rebounds, eight assists, and uh, Kevin Durant, 18 points, led the Suns past Steph Curry, who had 24 points, and Chris Paul, 17 points, six boards, and nine assists, and the Warriors uh, – about 108 to 104 in the highly entertaining nightcap, too. So with that, uh, anyway, uh, in sports. So uh, 
Anyway, did I don't know, Jeff, did you see where uh, they're going to form a uh, former Major League Baseball's fly line? A uh, couple of uh, very washed-up players, uh, Bartolo Colon. Uh, I mean, he's in his 50s, uh, I think, That's by right. now. That's right. And, and again, if Dubai wants to, you know, again, uh, this is not exactly the Saudis and them um, sort of uh, trying to uh, justify uh, their money and uh, some of the crimes they have committed. Uh, that's more Saudi Arabia than Dubai, but I'm not sure what Dubai's motivation is. Uh, don't know either. Former Yankee teammates, Mourinho uh, Rivera and Robinson Cano, uh, pictured uh, uh, two of the players that uh, taking their talents to Dubai, uh, along with uh, Bartolo Colon. Uh, he played to what he was, 45 he did. maybe? He, he went deep in the hit. Uh, 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 was back in the day, uh, 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 in a, in a, when he was in his 40s, for that matter. But anyway, uh, uh, the details, the league has formed uh, major league players, as I mentioned, Rivera, Lor- Barry Larkin, uh, Andre Beltre, uh, Felix Hernandez uh, on his executive team, and uh, Elvis Andres, uh, along with Ryan Howard, former Phillies uh, first baseman, Nick Swisher, among its ownership group. It will begin in the play in the fall, and former major league players Pablo uh, Sandoval, uh, along with uh, uh, Andre Simmons, uh, 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 Rusney uh, Castillo were also drafted out of a pool of about 200 players from more than, uh, I want to say, uh, 30 countries. Uh, a total of 64 players were selected by their league's uh, four teams, uh, and that's Abu Dhabi uh, Falcons, the Dubai Wolves, the Karachi uh, Monarchs, and seemed like a missed one, yeah, Mumbai uh, Cobras. Anyway, uh uh, they're going to be uh, managed by 2002 AL MVP Miguel Tejada. Uh, just strange how uh, – and what they're trying to take advantage of, Karan Patel, a pitcher who became the first player of Indian – that's Asian Indian descent – drafted by a major league team when he was selected by the White Sox in 2017. He was the number overall pick in the draft. And they're going to try to make uh, a lot of these people – cricket's the big game there – uh, out in that part of the world, and uh, the baseball united with this example of this uh, different yet similar bat and ball sports overlapping. Major League Baseball plays annual games in Cricket Mad London, and Major League Cricket launched in the summer. So, uh, uh, Mourinho uh, Rivera believes that uh, bringing baseball to this region could unearth hidden talent. Uh, this part of the world, they have players. We have, just haven't found them yet. He told the Hall of Famer, uh, told uh, people last year, I want to bring baseball to all people waiting for them to teach us about the game and uh, teach them more. This is a game I love and will continue to love until the day that I die. So uh, it's going to be interesting how Baseball United's four teams will play an all-star showcase next month at Dubai International Stadium one year before. Interesting in that regard, bringing baseball to the world course. Look how it's done in uh, Southeast Asia between the Koreas and the Japans and uh, chi- uh, China, uh, uh, the Philippines, and those teams. Uh, so uh, I know they're well represented in Little League at one time. China dominated, uh, Taiwan, I should say, dom- dominated the Little League baseball. So uh, we'll see how that all come into place. But uh, in the meantime, uh, elsewhere in college football last night, uh, New Mexico State down La Tech. 27 to 24. Also, uh, Liberty remains. Nine point lead, La Tech had. Yeah, they did. They did. That they did. And also, uh, Liberty stays undefeated as they take down Western Kentucky by the score of 42 to 29. Liberty uh, making a little noise. I think they're seven, maybe eight and no now. 
uh, with that. Games on tonight. If you want to watch a little college football, uh, Jacksonville State will be at uh, Florida International. Jacksonville State, a seven-and-a-half point pick in that game. That's going to be on the CBS Sports Network. Meanwhile, uh, another game uh, later on, UTEP. Uh, comes in two and six. They travel to Sam Houston State, which is zero and seven. Sam Houston State zero and seven, still a three and a half point pick in that uh, game. It's going to be on ESPN two tonight. Of course, later on uh, this uh, weekend, uh, the Cajuns travel to Mobile to see if they can take down the Jaguars of South Alabama. South Alabama a ten and a half point pick in that game over in uh, Mobile. Meanwhile, the LSU Tigers are off this weekend as they gear up for Alabama where they have to journey to uh, Tuscaloosa to take on the Alabama Crimson Tide. I think the Tide, last I saw, was like a a four-and-a-half point pick in that game uh, against the Tigers, uh, and that's going to be on CBS uh, primetime. I think at, what, 630? I I, I saw 645, uh, and that was on CBS Sports Uh uh, website. Uh, so, for what that's worth. All right. Well, you're right. So, uh, but usually those games have a little hype. I don't know if they'll come on at the airtime might be six thirty and uh, kick off at six. I've never seen a kick off at six forty five, uh, other than maybe I'm, the I'm Super going Bowl. Going back to, just to see if they've updated that. And all all right. right, all right. In the meantime, other college teams here in the state of Louisiana. Of course, Tulane uh, heads to Rice to take on the Owls. They're a ten and a half to eleven point pick in that game. As we mentioned, UL heading to South Alabama. Uh, with that, Southeast Missouri will be at Nickel State this weekend. Also, uh, Bethune Cookman uh, will be at Grambling up in uh, North Louisiana. Meanwhile, Texas Southern will be at Southern. Northwestern uh, from Natchitoches will be at McNeese. And Southeastern uh, University over in Hammond has the uh, weekend off. So uh, some of the games uh, we're looking forward to uh, with uh, uh, collegiate football this weekend around the state of Louisiana. Of course, uh, some big games uh, with that. Uh, Of course, the Michigan Wolverines, who are basically now, I think, in uh, rated number one in the college football playoff. But uh, they got news coming out of uh, Ann Arbor with some issues. We're going to talk about that uh, a little later on uh, with that. So uh, we'll see uh, with a Michigan investigation that's kind of uh, been uh, talked about but not not really out there. And that's uh, Michigan maybe sending uh, scouts to games to steal signs uh, with uh, play calling. Uh, with that so, and and well, what's the problem well uh you're not supposed to steal signs you're not supposed to send representative to games you get filmed to watch you can that. scout right no you can't you can't scout in college football yeah, they send you films that's our new rule that went into effect a few years back you cannot send a, a representative of your program to, to check on a team i'll have that in this uh, investigation that is stupid it's i'm not denying that but uh they send you game tape and uh the exchange the game takes. Of course, it's, man, so much tape is out there. Anyway, we'll talk about that. Uh, but uh, next is uh, we hope to have on Coach Rick Hudson from the Holland Baptist Bears at the 730 hour. It's time to take a break here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more. And Coach, right after this. Athletic field provides challenges that test their competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry, and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good-paying jobs, that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge, and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. 
Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board-certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy-guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880, or go to answer to pain.com attention high school sports fans are you an armchair official you know the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are well if you think you could do better then get in the game and prove it it's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count Every sport in Louisiana needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big hump day, Wednesday, October the 25th here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And uh, on the line with us is head football coach Rick Hudson of the uh, Holland Baptist Bears. Good morning, coach, and welcome to the show as always. Good morning. Anyway, Coach, uh, I know uh, last week you had, uh, I think you journeyed uh, to Generet uh, to take on probably the best Generet team uh, in the last 20, maybe even 30 years. And uh, I know a uh, tough night for you, but uh, why don't you give our, our listeners Hello. just a little, a little update uh, on what's going on right now. Hello. Yeah, Coach, you, you – I'm sorry, guys. I lost y'all there for a second. Oh, okay, okay Coach. Uh, anyway, I was just saying you you were probably taking uh, on the best generate Tiger team in many years. And uh, with that, could you give our listeners maybe just a little update with uh, with the game and uh, your next opponent, uh, which you'll be taking on, I think, is the uh, Centerville Bulldogs, who will be finally get a home game uh, after seem like being a road warrior most of the year. Well, Generate's uh, having a, a great year this year. They're six and two, and uh, uh, you know they got a large senior class this year. They've got twelve seniors, and all of them are are good athletes. A couple of them are you know college recruits. Uh, tight end is a commit to Tulane, uh, and I thought our kids battled well with them. Uh, you know we hung in there pretty tight. Uh, just couldn't prevent the big plays on key downs. Uh, they scored the first two touchdowns on fourth and long where they, uh, you know, threw the ball up in the end zone and their guys went up and got it over our guys. So, um, uh, but, but again, you know, I, I thought, uh, and then we dropped an interception uh, on the third drive of the game that would have killed a drive, and, and they end up scoring on that. So, uh, you know, you change three plays, and it's, uh, and it's, it's a 7 nothing ball game at halftime, but that's not the way football's played. you got to play all the plays. And, and uh, we had those, those three key downs that uh, – that uh, one kept a drive going, and the other, uh, the other two resulted in scores. There you go. A lot of that uh, coachable, uh, teachable. Uh, you know, you talk about how close uh, you are on uh, so many games. Uh, how do we correct some of that? 
Well, some of it's just getting more experience. Uh, you know, we went back and compared the, the game from last year to this year, and and even though the end result in the score uh, was, was very similar, uh, the, the competitiveness of the game was way different. Uh, last year they went through us just with ease, and this year, you know, they had to work for a lot of what that they what a lot of the things that they got, and they had to make some great plays to uh, to do the things that they did. Um, so we, you know, and then I'll tell you, just I mean, it's, it's kind of remarkable to me, but you know, we're sitting here without a win, and we had maybe the best practice we've had all year yesterday, uh, especially in regards to throwing and catching the football. So. Uh, I'm proud of our guys that they haven't uh, haven't uh, given up uh, not not only on the season but but uh, in the games that we played. You know, and, and you know, we're going to have a similar conversation with Coach Delcom in a bit. Uh, tough season for them, Coach uh, Liuza with Delcom, and um, again, uh, just proud of his kids uh, that they're still motivated this late into a, a tough season, knowing that hopefully it pays dividends uh, down the line. Well, it should. You know, as long as you, uh, as long as you keep working, you're going to get better. And and like I said, uh, I thought we had a, a a very 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 productive practice yesterday. Very good. Back at home uh, Friday night, uh, Centerville. What do we know about this team at this point? Well, they're four and four, and uh, you know, it's kind of they've kind of had a wide uh, range of of teams on their schedule. They they've beaten four teams that really. Uh, don't have very good records and then you know they've lost to the to the vcs and the hansons and and those type teams in our district so uh they've got good athletes and uh they've got a sophomore quarterback that throws the ball very very well uh and they've got you know a a big target uh uh uh, number 10 jamari uh, and and they try to get him the ball any way they can they'll put him in the backfield and as, as a fullback or running back and handing the ball to put him out at wide receiver to line him up at a slot and then sometimes they'll put him at uh in the backfield as a wildcat and just direct snap to him so uh he's their main guy uh but he's not the only weapon that they have i was going to say uh you you can't just focus on him uh, is what you're saying no you can't but if you don't focus on him uh (laughs) he's going to create some problems so you know it's uh uh, and it'll be a similar strategy to what we tried to do last week against uh, against Generet, but uh, but a little bit different because of uh, of the way they have uh, one guy that they they try to get the ball to, whereas Generet spreads it around with everybody. There you go. Don't know how much in the way of option you have on this, but you know, you, utilizing these last two weeks, do you try and do something maybe a little bit different, more so in preparation of next year, or just focused on uh, this one game at a time here? Well, it's it's a little bit of both. Uh, you know, this time of year, you you make sure that your younger kids are staying involved in practice because they do have to keep developing. But uh, you know, uh, you you still got four seniors that are playing as hard as they can, so uh, you don't want to take any focus off these last two ball games. Yeah, coach. I know uh, one thing. I know you've been in the coaching. Uh world for many many years coaching uh just keeping your kids together uh through the course of a tough season like it is uh uh anything uh, you might do different that uh you know with with regards to uh with coaching uh you know trying to hold the, those kids minds together and all uh, playing out uh, a, a tough year uh with that with uh two games left in the season well you just have to make sure that you do what you tell them and that stay positive uh can't go back and change the past so uh, you know, try not to show up with uh, with negativity while you 
still have to correct mistakes and, and do things like that. Uh, I think it's more important right now that you that you stay positive, so that uh, you know you have to be the example, be the example that you, that you want them to be. All right. Okay, coach. Anyway, anything else going on on campus you want to uh, talk about today? Well, our volleyball team wrapped up their season last night. Uh, on Monday, we had a cross country meet out at Eagle Ridge uh, with uh, with three different districts running at the same time. It was it's really pretty amazing to watch that many kids out there running. It's very similar to the atmosphere or the you know the the number of contestants in a race like you might see at, at state. And uh, and and both our teams uh, did very well there. I think boys finished second, girls finished first. Um, and then, uh, like I said, volleyball finished their season last night, the regular season last night. Going into the game, we were, I think, ranked 13th, and, and, the, and the, uh, the pairings will come out this weekend. So they're having a good season as well. Good to hear. I was going to ask you about playoff possibilities. Obviously, they're in pretty good shape uh, indeed. Uh, yeah, I think, I think unless they have a drastic result. We, we did lose last night, but I don't think that will take us out of the top 16, which would give us a home game in the first round. Real good. You guys still do uh, the Halloween event uh, over there? Yes, yes, yes. Still, still going on, and that'll be that'll be next week. So, uh, busy, busy times at the end of the year. It, it it is on Tuesday, not over the weekend. Jeff, you need to prepare me for these <laughs> questions before you ask me these questions. But I, I, I think that's correct. All right. Uh, I, I know there's signs everywhere, and I pass one every day. But you know, it's one of those things you see it, but you. Uh, <laughs> If if you don't have to prepare for it, you kind of let somebody else worry about those details. Uh, understood. And I, and I don't have a youngster old enough to participate, young enough to participate. Okay, you got uh, three days. Uh, Saturday morning uh, at about ten ten, we'll be talking, and may- maybe you'll know by then. I will. I pr- I'll, make, I'll make it a point. By the way, <laughs> you know Josh Learman. Uh, I think he has the uh, last laugh, huh? Yes, man. I, I should. I kept my mouth shut. <laughs> Coach, I not appreciate that it. it. The, not that it impacted the uh, result of the games, but now Josh has got it all. Now he's not going to be quiet. There you go. <laughs> Coach, always a pleasure, man. Uh, best of luck in your week of prep, and we'll check in with you Saturday morning. Good deal. Thank appreciate you, it, man. Yeah, good luck to you, Coach. Always a pleasure. Yeah, he uh, uh, after the Astros had had some success Friday night, uh, Coach uh, Hudson had a little fun with uh, the Astros having won and knew that Josh was a uh, big Texas Ranger fan. In fact, I found out Josh actually uh, worked for the Texas Rangers really? uh, in his college days okay. uh, in, a, in a very low-level capacity, but but still. Anyway, uh, yeah, still uh, association with the Rangers. So uh, anyway, of course, uh, Coach uh, Learman will be on with us tomorrow uh, to talk about his big win over the Como Spartans uh, with that. Uh, and he get off the snide, so to speak, as uh, the – Yellow Jackets uh, take on Sulphur, a Sulphur team that's, uh, you know, uh, equal to uh, the Yellow Jackets and maybe the Yellow Jackets with their last two remaining games uh, taking on Sulphur, I believe, that will be at home, and then traveling to Lafayette to take on the Mighty Lions for the last uh, uh, game of the season and see if he can't maybe get on a little uh, three-game win streak there taking on the Tornadoes and the Mighty Lions. So, interesting. Uh, With that, uh, Jeff, uh, of course, other uh, high school uh, football uh, in the area over the weekend. Uh, uh, I guess Thursday night games are cracking up uh, first. Uh, Southside will journey to uh, Lafayette to take on uh, the Mighty Lions. Of course, the Sharks were beaten 
pretty soundly by the Acadiana Wrecking Rams uh, last weekend. Meanwhile, the number one team in the area, the Virginia Catholic Screaming Eagles, will head over to Morgan City to take on Central Catholic in a big high school district game for them. Uh, probably uh, the winner of that game will win the district. Uh, of course, Vermillion Catholic right now, the number one seed uh, in uh, single A in the select division. Meanwhile, Friday night games, of course, we have a big one here uh, right here on Kane Radio as the inter-parish rivalry of Catholic High journeying to Lorville to take on the Tigers in, uh, in a big game, uh, of course, uh, as we mentioned to uh, uh, Coach uh, uh, Martin yesterday that Lorville beat Catholic High pretty much wrap up a district championship and he mentioned that he's only concentrating on one game at a time. He hadn't looked at the standings, but uh, of course they defeated Ascension Episcopal uh, last week uh, over in Youngsville by a score of 30-9. to Catholic High with a big win over Franklin uh, last uh, Thursday night as they beat the Hornets uh, by a score of 49-12. Uh, of course, Catholic High earlier in the year losing to uh, to Ascension Episcopal, the score of 30-17 to 17 earlier in the year. Uh, this game uh, could decide maybe a co-championship with Catholic High Lorville and Ascension Episcopal. Of course, Ascension Episcopal will be, uh, I'm pretty sure, will be on the road as they take on Delcom. Uh, Coach uh, uh, Ordelai Oza will be on with us in a few minutes uh, and maybe speak a little bit about that game and his game. Last week when I thought he had an opportunity to win that game against West St. Mary, they, they fall 14-8. We'll get his comments on that and see what he has to say about a really youthful Delcom team uh, this past year. Other games in the area, keeping an eye on, Generette will be at Covenant Christian for a big game. Also, uh, games in the area right here in New Iberia. If you want to go see one of the top teams in the state, take on our hometown Westgate Tigers. St. Thomas Moore comes to town uh, Friday night uh, to take on uh, the Westgate Tigers in a big game. Of course, we'll have Coach Ryan Antoine on Monday to talk a little bit about that along uh, with Saturday morning, too, uh, with uh, Jeff and the Sports Corner uh, here. Other games in the area to keep an eye on, Karen Crow at Acadiana, possibly for a district championship, those two teams. Karen Crow undefeated. Barb at Como, the Sulphur, as we mentioned, uh, will be at Nish. Other games in the area, North Vermilion at uh, LCA. Lafayette Christian, who had a big win over Westgate this past weekend. Abbeville will be at St. Martinville. Uh, also, uh, one other game in the area we talked about just moments ago with Coach Rick Hudson is Centerville will be at Highland Baptist uh, and uh, for a big matchup there. So uh, good luck to the Bears as they take on the Centerville Bulldogs in a big game. So, uh, Jeff, with that, uh, some uh, – Really, uh, some really good games if you'd like to attend some high school football games and support some of our local teams. Uh, of course, the big one will be about 9 or 10 miles up the road. Uh, Kane Radio will be broadcasting the Catholic High uh, Lorville Tiger game uh, airtime approximately 610 with a kickoff yeah. around 7 o'clock or so. Uh, big game uh, between those two schools uh, and have a long-associated uh, history. Of course, Lorville, uh, with the upper hand the last few years, I think they've won the last uh, three, maybe four years in a row, if my memory serves me correctly, uh, as they beat Catholic High. I, I certainly remember at least the 2020, the COVID year. Yes. I, I, that was a Saturday afternoon, wasn't That's it? That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That game being played uh, with that. And uh, Lorville pretty much with the upper hand the last uh, three, possibly four years. I'm trying to remember at least three, I want to say, in that regard. So, uh 
And I'm not so sure they might have shut out Catholic High last year. Uh, the score 29 nothing comes to mind. But anyway, uh, Coach uh, Terry Martin and uh, uh, along with uh, uh, Coach uh, Matt Desimo fighting it out uh, 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 in a big game uh, Friday night here on Kane Radio. Anyway, uh, just about time to take our next break and uh, get Coach uh, Audie Lausa on to talk about his Delcom Panthers in their game last week against West St. Mary and then uh, taking on uh, uh, a game uh, this week against uh, Ascension Episcopal. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be right back with Coach right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East. Main across from the shadows. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Hi, this is Boxcar Badgerow, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by GolfBalls.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Row, and Sugar Oak. So let's make a tee time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Here uh, on the line with us is head football coach of the Delcom Panthers, Coach Artie Lauza. Good morning, Coach, and welcome to the show as always. Good morning, guys. How are y'all doing this morning? Uh, pretty good, Coach. Uh, coach, last week, uh, really a tight game uh, uh, taking on the Wolfpack of West St. Mary and uh, – for our listeners uh, who weren't able to listen to Sports Corner Saturday morning, why don't you give us a little brief synopsis of what took place uh, last uh, Friday night uh, playing the Wolfpack and, of course, your next opponent uh, this coming uh, weekend, uh, the Ascension uh, Episcopal Blue Gators. Coach, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about last Friday and this coming Friday about the teams. All right, yeah, last Friday for our homecoming game, you know, it's a very competitive game. Our defense held them to around – 40-something yards uh, rushing, uh, but on some big third-down plays, uh, you know, third down and, and 15 or more, uh, the passing game, just we were just weren't able to, you know, stop them. They had some tall receivers. We had some young guys in place, and when it came to a jump ball, we just weren't able to 
to climb that ladder and get there. But uh, they had a couple of big plays in the passing game that led to their uh, touchdowns, uh, converted a two-point conversion to give them the 14 points. And really, uh, offensively, the, the story of the night for us was their defense was just too fast for us. We were able to move the ball at times, but just couldn't sustain anything and get it in the end zone. And our, our junior kick returner, Jaikel Bessard, who's a great track athlete, he was able to return a kick and get it into the touchdown and we got our two point conversion and then towards the end of the game uh you know we were able to get the ball back with a little less than two minutes left and and get close to the end zone into the red zone and uh took a few shots at the end zone but we just weren't able to punch it in and you know west west st mary came away with the victory 14 to 8 and congratulations to them because we were both winless at that point you know so uh so that was a tough one but uh moving on to ascension episcopal and Ascension Episcopal is, uh, you know, they're a good ball club. You know, the, the key for us is going to be we're going to have to stop the run game. And uh, unfortunately for us, we stopped the run game, and they have a pretty darn good uh, passing game too. So that's going to give us fits. But, uh, you know, our guys are tested and ready to go, and it's going to be a good night Friday night. What, what do you know about their health? We heard something about their quarterback in the Lorville game. And anything you can take away from that Lorville film, uh, how they uh, were able to – uh, beat a very good Blue Gator team. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, I think the key there was Ascension Episcopal had had a good bit of turnovers, you know, and if we were able to force some turnovers, that would help us out tremendously. And uh, I think that's what gave uh, Lorville the edge in that game. And, you know, it's just uh, I haven't heard about any injuries or anything like that, um, you know, and, and I'm sure, you know, if somebody is injured, they may rest them up uh, against us. But, you know, we'll see Friday night. There you go. You know, we we're talking uh, to Coach Hudson and his team uh, in similar situation as your own, but as you are optimistic that the kids are still playing hard and really working toward uh, being a better team next year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that that's the, the kind of – we, we kind of realize we're not going to be in the playoffs, so we're using these next two weeks to, to hone everything and, and go into the off season hungry and, and, and ready to get better. There you go. Anything else uh, of note uh, for Friday game? Um, you, you are at home, right? Yeah, we're at home the next two weeks, three weeks in a row to end the season. So uh, that's a positive note. And uh, no, just you know, everybody just come out and continue to support this, this young team because they're working hard to represent Elkham well. Yeah, I would imagine senior night will be uh, the following week. Uh, but anything yeah. special this week? Uh, no, nothing particularly special this week. You know, just a home game next week will be senior night against Lorville, and, uh, you know, just pack the stands to support these kids. There you go. Anything else uh, of note on campus you want to share with us? We have our senior volleyball game tonight, so, um, you know, we'll be honoring our three senior volleyball athletes, and, uh, you know, that's always uh, a good night, and they have a, they have a chance to uh, make the playoffs here. So a victory tonight, I think, would ensure that we get in the playoffs. And even if we lose, I think there's a good shot. So they'll be moving on to next, to play next week. Sounds good. Coach, always a pleasure. Best of luck Friday night, and I'll check in with you Saturday morning. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thank you, right. Coach. Okay, good luck, Coach. Yeah, uh, Coach, uh, Yeah, I, realized, I was thinking, man, that Delcom had a really good chance uh, to uh, win it, that game uh, Friday night uh, from what – I saw them play against Catholic High. They play hard, and even though they're youthful, uh, uh, just learning uh, and experience uh, gaining that uh, throughout uh, this season. So I think uh, uh, the Delcom team, I think, had six seniors and three juniors on the entire squad, so a lot of sophomore freshmen 
And even I recall, uh, I don't know if they played, but he even had a couple of eighth graders dress out with the varsity. So uh, some telling points of the youth of this team. So a lot to look forward to in the future. And not sure if Delco might be one of those teams on the cusp uh, from going maybe from uh, uh, one uh, classification to another. They, no, sure. they will be 2A next okay. year. All right. Uh, of course, they're a small 2A team. Yeah, they too. are indeed. And, and they do play – sort of down in the Division One postseason. Not that they're going to be there this year, but uh, at least the next two years they can probably count on that. Yeah, you're right about that. Of course, uh, we've got a few minutes before our next break, and uh, just want to throw this out. You know, the we ta- I talked about it in a teaser. The Michigan uh, Wolverines are under investigation for sign-stealing, sign and the NCAA is investigating the Michigan football program for alleged sign-stealing operation. Industry sources told one of the big networks that uh, uh, the details are teams that normally provided extensive video footage uh, to scout opponents, and that issue is whether Michigan had individuals attend games of both scheduled opponents and the possibility of the college football playoff opponents in an effort to gather uh, information on the signs they use. Of course, sign stealing is not technically prohibited as a long and colorful history of part of the game, but scouting opponents in person has been prohibited since 1994. Yeah, when you told me that, I was shocked. Me uh, too. When I saw that, I didn't think it was that long ago, but uh, I thought maybe it was in the last 10, 12 years. Anyway, if the allegations are true, Michigan would have uh, violated uh, NCAA bylaw 11.6.1, which states off-campus, in-person scouting of future opponents in the same season is prohibited. I've got to think that is because to try and level the playing field, you know, big schools like Alabama, they could probably send a team of people to a stadium, whereas smaller schools, Georgia State, might not have that kind of luxury to do that. I've got to think that's part of that uh, thought process. Anyway, uh, I I hope so. Yeah. Because otherwise, I think it's stupid. That's right. Anyway, a a person of interest is Connor Stallions. He's an analyst with the team and a retired captain in the United States Marine Corps. He's a person of interest in the investigation. It was reported by one of the national networks, and he had one role set a source and with knowledge of the Michigan staff. So according to uh, one of the national uh, outlets. Uh, Stallions technically works in the recruiting department, but is mo- known to spend much time uh, watching TV copies of opponents and games to decipher their signals. The NCAA's uh, case doesn't hinge on whether Stallions broke down film, which is perfectly legal. Rather, it's whether or not his, uh, illicit methods were used, that is, scouting opponents in person. Uh, meanwhile, teams com- commonly use hand signals or visual Pictures on signs held aloft on the sideline to tell the quarterback or the defensive captain to play. Stealing those signs may have been a gray area in the past, and teams routinely switch up their signals to guard against it. Maybe he's just scouting tailgating. <laughs> you know, I, I really want to, you know, the, the whole college experience, how special it can be. Wow, uh, Vanderbilt really does this well uh, in as far as tailgating goes. Yeah, anyway, uh, of course, uh, with that, two of Michigan's opponents this season, 
told uh, one of the big sports outlets that became aware of Michigan knew their play signs. And of note, the, the Rutgers coach, Greg Schiano, he said there's some things going on that uh, aren't right. And at halftime, an interview during the team's 31-7 to loss to the Wolverines last month, uh, what Michigan is saying, he says, I do not have any knowledge or information regarding our program illegally stealing signals. Do I have uh, directed any staff member or others to participate in an off-campus scouting assignment? And that comes from Jim Harbaugh. He's got some issues of his own as uh, Michigan is already under investigation for a series of level two rule violations. And that include Harbaugh meeting with recruits during the COVID dead period, using too many coaches in practice, watching a player workouts on zoom. Uh, the school suspended Harbaugh for three games, as we all know of the season after he, uh, a negotiated resolution with the NCAA for a four game suspension collapse. And the case is expected to be heard after the 2023 season. Meanwhile, coming up, Michigan is, uh, of course, 8-0 and ranked number two in the country heading into an off week. Uh, of course, their game last week, they beat Michigan State, an in-state rival, 49 to nothing. And the Spartan staff was notified of the situation earlier during the week. So uh, we'll see what's going to fly, Jeff, with Harbaugh. And, uh, of course, they're – Rumors flying around. He, along with uh, Lincoln Riley over at USC, they, they're looking possibly at some NFL jobs. Which Harbaugh, if my memory serves me correct, uh, San Francisco, San Francisco for a few years too. Played against his brother in the yeah. Super Bowl in New Orleans when the lights went out uh, in that Ravens Forty Nine er game back in the day. So, uh, in the meantime, we'll see what uh, is going to shine on that. Uh, uh, in those uh, allegations, so uh, with that, but uh, Michigan right now, and I think they're they're number one rated in the college football playoff uh, uh, right now. Them, it's them, Ohio State, along with Georgia and Florida State are the four teams right now. Did they do the first uh, reveal? Yeah, last they night? just yeah they did. And those are the four that come out. Michigan number one, uh, I believe. Uh, Ohio State was three. Georgia second. Florida State fourth. With that, so uh, anyway, uh, we'll see quickly. Of course, uh, the power ratings came out in the NFL, and defending champs are back on top as the Chiefs have that six-game winning streak after losing the opening weekend to the Detroit Lions. And uh, their number one, the Bills fell five spots to ten after their loss to the Patriots. Vikings climbed seven to 15 after their big win against the 49ers. Quickly, uh, it's the Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, Ravens, Dolphins as the first five, followed by the Lions, Cowboys, Jaguars, Browns, and Bills. In the next five, 11 to 15, the Seahawks, the Bengals, the Jets, the Steelers, and Vikings uh, coming with the next five from 16 to 20. The Falcons uh, up five. The Chargers down three. Texans, Buccaneers, Colts. Then the Rams at 21. The Saints at 22. They're down three. Then the Raiders, Broncos, Titans. And following up with the last uh, of the teams, the Commanders, Patriots, Packers, Bears, Giants, Cardinals, and Panthers, who I believe are the only uh, only team that hadn't won a game yet this year. So uh, the Bills host the Bucks on Thursday night. We'll see how uh, Baker Mayfield does. Chargers host the Bears on Sunday night. The Lions host the Raiders. Monday night so uh, interesting for that matter anyway in the meantime it's time to take our uh, break here on Bayou Sports uh, FM 107.5 and AM 1240 we'll be back with a little bit more along with today in sports history right after this 
Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Athletic field provides challenges that test the competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry, and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good-paying jobs, that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge, and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answer to pain.com. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Uh, and with that, uh, of course, uh, on this day, uh, go through this a little bit uh, right now instead of some of our uh, plays of the day uh, uh, or historic uh, days. But this happened, I want to say, uh, Jeff, uh, right at, uh, was it 37 years ago, if my math is right? Uh, with this particular play in uh, Major League Baseball. And that wasn't it <laughs> uh, in the meantime. So uh, trying to get that uh, play uh, going uh, uh, right now uh, through that. But anyway, it was the, the play uh, through Major League Baseball. And I had that uh, set up and I missed it. It was uh, the play where uh, Vince Scully uh, talks about uh, this. What he say is he said, there's a little roller up the first base line. It gets behind the bag. It gets through Buckner. And that, I mean, that, that's a story. Poor Billy Buckner uh, lived with that forever until finally the Red Sox were able to win the World Series in 04, taking the Cardinals down uh, four games to none, and then being down to the Yankees uh, three games to none, and then come back to win four straight to beat the Yankees and uh, head on over and take down the Cardinals. And a couple high-scoring games with that final game uh, in Bush Stadium, the old Bush Stadium, too, uh, where they beat the Cardinals, I think, four to nothing. And the irony of that – course uh the Babe Ruth uh jinx uh it's Babe Ruth war number three 
And the last guy to bat for the Cardinals wore number three, Rentiera, who uh, grounded out to the pitcher through the first base uh, to retire the final Cardinal and win the game and win the World Series in 04. So uh, the poor faithful Red Sox fans, what was it, 86 years? They had gone without winning the World Series. The last World Series they won, I believe, was in uh, 1918 or so. Uh, with yeah, that, would have been about that. Yeah. So and Babe Ruth is a pitcher with the Red Sox on those teams. Uh, during those, uh, I guess, uh, Ruth started with the Red Sox in 14, I do believe, and then was traded to the Yankees for the uh, 20 or 20, Cash, wasn't it? Yeah, 125000 to, to The guy had a play on Broadway he wanted to do, and that's uh, the Red Sox fans could think of that play and uh, just curse uh, the uh, Red Sox owner as Babe Ruth, of course, uh, did very little pitching. Might have threw a few games with the Yankees back in the day, but uh, did most of his hitting in that short right field fence at uh, Yankee Stadium. I think it was 292, 293 down the right field line. As Ruth, uh, I think his first full year, I think, with the Yankees, he hit maybe 29 home runs and came back the following year with 59 and 21. Mm. So uh, just unbelievable. Uh, of course, Ruth, enough to be said, uh, uh, just uh, made baseball after the big uh, Black Sox scandal of 1919, and then uh, they'd be all being indicted. They played. People don't realize they played the full 2020 season after the uh, Black Sox scandal, and then that's when uh, they were all indicted. I think uh, we had a little bit about that the other day, where yeah. some of the associates uh, were also indicted. And the movie to watch, they did a pretty good job of it. A little comical, but. Uh, uh, the Eight Men Out, uh, pretty good uh, movie too. I thought so. Yeah, to distinguish that, and well, along with some uh, some good actors in that particular uh, movie. Uh, meanwhile, today in sports history, back on October twenty fifth, uh, on today uh, in nineteen oh five, the first college football crab bowl. If you can believe that. Didn't look it up and see how long it lasted. Navy beats Maryland. Of course, the granddaddy of all bowl games is the uh, Rose Bowl that began in 1903. Not at the same spot, but it began uh, in 1903. I think, uh, I believe, uh, Michigan demolished Stanford in the first Rose Bowl game, 49 to nothing. Elsewhere in this date, 1937, Casey Stingle signs uh, on to manage the uh, Boston Bees. That's right. It was the Boston Bees uh, were uh, also a team. I think they later became the uh, uh, the Bean Eaters, and then they finally settled on the Braves. Uh, of course, they were the Braves for a while, too, but changed their nickname a few times. Also in this date, 1953, Cleveland Browns quarterback, Otto Graham, who was one of the best quarterbacks back in the early days of the NFL, sets a club record. He fumbled four times that day. Elsewhere in this day, 1955, Branch Rickey steps down as the general manager of the Pirates. Of course, he's the one that put that team together as the Pirates went on to win the 60 World Series with that. Of course, Rickey for many years with the Cardinals organization in the 20s and early 30s and moved on to the Dodgers where Walter O'Malley kind of pushed him out. Also in this day, 1956, White Sox manager Marty Marion uh, playing with the a gas house gang with the Cardinals. He's resigns and was replaced by Al Lopez, uh, the catcher, and brought the White Sox, the go-go White Sox, uh, to the World Series where they lost to the Dodgers in 59. Also in this day, 1964, the man who ran the wrong way, Viking Jim Marshall, runs 66 yards with the wrong direction for safety is NFL's all-time number one blooper. 
the guy that fumbled the ball where Marshall picked it up and ran the wrong way, Billy Kilmer, old furnace face, is the one that fumbled the football. Meanwhile, in 1968, the United States men's basketball teams beats Yugoslavia 65-50 to to win the gold medal with the Mexico uh, City Olympics. It's the seventh straight basketball title for the men, but that's where it ends. Of course, the Russians in 72 uh, beat uh, over in Munich beat the United States team on a last-second bucket. They uh, tried three times to make that bucket to finally beat the U.S. I was at the game in 76 when the U.S. took down uh, Yugoslavia uh, to win the gold medal. What a great game. Also in 1973, can you believe this, Jeff? The Cubs traded Ferguson Jenkins to the Rangers for Bill Matlock and Vic Harris. Of course, Matlock. And both of those players played well for the Cubs. Yes, Matlock. Did he win a bet and tied it with the Cubs? I in think one or two. Seventy-seven or eight, maybe seventy-six. I think he won one or two. Then they traded him to the Pirates, I believe, uh, and he played with some other teams throughout the league. Also, in this date, nineteen seventy-three, the Giants trade Willie McCovey stretch to the San Diego Padres for pitcher Mike Caldwell. Elsewhere on this date, nineteen seventy-eight, the San Diego Padres pitcher Gaylord Perry. Uh, wins the NL Cy Young Award, and he's the first man to do so, to win it in both leagues. He won the AL Cy Young in 72. Also in this date, 1980, American Mike Weaver, KO's local favorite, Jerry Coetzee. That's a South African in 13 rounds uh, for the WBA heavyweight boxing title. Also in this date, in 85, the Angels announced they would not offer Rod Carew a new contract. Unbelievable. Anyway, also in 86 on this date, 1986, trailing 5-3 to three with two out, as I mentioned earlier, Billy Buckner. Race plays that little roller up the line, gets behind the bag, and it gets through Buckner, and uh, the Mets go on to win the game uh, in the 10th inning and then uh, wrap it up the next uh, day as they win the World Series. Elsewhere on this date in 1990, Evander Holyfield KOs Buster Douglas in three for the heavyweight boxing title. Also in this date in 2003, Florida beats the New York Yankees 2 to nothing in Game 6 at Yankee Stadium. It's the Marlins' second title in the MVP of that game, pitcher Josh Beckett. Of course, the Marlins won it uh, six years earlier in 97, disbanded that team, and came back to win another one. Else, mm, pretty much disbanded the 2003 team, too. Yeah, they sure did. Elsewhere in this date in 2005, then the longest World Series game in time, five hours and 40 more minutes tie the longest innings 14 and uh with game two back in 1916 and in game one in uh, 2015 the white Sox beat the astros seven to five in game three at minute bay park course uh the white 2005 Sox. not 15 yeah, that's right well 15 was when the, another one of the longest oh, okay. inning games sorry. were played and then uh also with that of course the white Sox go on uh to win the next night to uh, sweep the astros four games to uh none Elsewhere on this date, born on birthdays today, born on this day way back in 1889, smoking Joe Wood. Of course, you talk about him a little bit in the field of dreams. He was just a tremendous pitcher in his earlier days and blew out his arm and then became a great hitter uh, in that time for uh, – for the uh, Red Sox, he also played with the Indians. Of course, he passed away in 1985. Also born on this date uh, in 1906, one of the heavyweight champions of the world, Primo Carnera, who uh, Max Beer beat for the World Heavyweight Boxing Championship, but he was an Italian boxer that was the world champ from 33 to 34. Also born on this day, Jack Kent Cook, the Canadian entrepreneur. Of course, he owned the, the Redskins for many years and also the Lakers he owned for uh, a, a few Kings years. Too, huh? yeah, and that's right. 
and uh, also uh, just a, I can still hear Bill Russell and uh, Red Auerbach laughing. He had all these balloons hung up in the uh, in the uh, in Cook's place where the Lakers uh, were beaten by the Celtics in Game Game uh, Seven of the NBA playoffs. And Bill Russell laughing. We got to do with all the balloons hanging up in the ceiling. Think of the Lakers are going to win the World Championship in the seventh game that night. Also born in this date uh, in 1924, Dr. Bobby Brown. Don't know a lot of people knew this, but was Weeks Dotrieve's uh, roommate at uh, Tulane during medical school. He was a Yankee third baseman, played on five or six World Series teams, uh, won a couple uh, World Series, also the president of the American League for many years, uh, born in Seattle, Washington in 2021. Also uh, born on this day back in 1940, Bobby Knight was born on this date. Nothing more to be said about Bobby Knight, born in uh, Massillon, Ohio. Of course, won the gold medal uh, uh, in the Olympics. Of course, coached, uh, won three national championships with the uh, Hoosiers. Also born on this day, one of the toughest players I ever thought in the NBA, uh, Dave Collins, a follower with the Celtics and the Bucks. Just seemed like he was always pushing people into the basket. He also coached for a little while with the Celtics and the Hornets. He's born in Newport, Kentucky. Played at Florida State by that. Also born in this date, 1950, Sloth. That's right, John Matuzak, who played Sloth in the Goonies. Of course, he was a fine player with the Raiders and three other teams. Uh, he also played in the movie uh, Caveman, born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Of course, Matuzak was one of those, I think, was uh, might have been on steroids back in the day. He died as if, as a, I want to say he was only uh, 39 years old when he passed away in that regard. Also born on this date, uh, hockey champ uh, Mikey Ruzioni uh, won the gold medal uh, with the Olympic team, the Miracle team. Back in the day, born in Winthrop, Massachusetts. Also, Saints linebacker born on this day in 64, Pat Swilling, uh, with the Saints, Lions, and Raiders, born in Tacoka, uh, Georgia. Also born on this day, uh, Dominican uh, pitcher Pedro Martinez, born on this day uh, back in 1971. Elsewhere, passing away on this day, the biggest hustler I ever knew, passing away in, uh, in 2018, uh, uh, Bobby Riggs. <laughs> With the battle of the sexes, there's still rumors that uh, Riggs betted on, uh, on Billy Jean King instead of himself to win money. He, was, uh, he died of prostate cancer at uh, 77. Also passing away on this date, 1999, Payne Stewart. Just a fine golfer, played at SMU and collegiately, uh, died in a plane crash at a youthful age of 42. And finally, passing away on this day in 2013, Bill Shorman, Hall of Fame guard with the Celtics back in the day, led the Lakers, that 72 Lakers team that set all kind of records in 72, dies from the stroke complication at 87. And I went back to uh, the quote of the day. I went back to Payne Stewart, who just, you know, he always won those knickers of uh, the closest uh, NFL NFL team or NBA team, baseball team. We wore knickers on the golf course to represent whoever in that area. And he said, if you can't laugh at yourself, then how can you laugh at anybody else? I think people see the human side of you when you do that. And Payne Stewart taken away from us too early in life uh, with that, uh, Jeff. If I remember right, the plane lost cabin pressure, they believe, and they were dead before that plane even hit uh, terra firma. Unfortunate situation there. And the same thing happened to the LSU coach back in 1980 uh, that uh, they were flying, coming from a recruiting uh, mission, and uh, the plane took off and ended up uh, crashing into the Atlantic Ocean, somewhat similar in the incident that happened to Payne Stewart. Lesson learned, fly commercial. Yeah, boy, just unbelievable. (laughs) Anyway. Hey, it looks like uh, Tulane's got a new conference mate. Oh, Army. 
Army decided to join uh, the AAC, American, right? Yeah, the yeah. AAC. That's right. Of course, they have a set matchup with Navy each year, uh, and Navy also in. Uh, so uh, it evens up, evens up the conference, I think, at now 14 and, teams. And just football. Yes. Okay. And that's with Navy. Navy just plays football. So it's good to have those two academies uh, high standards, too. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, that's it today in sports history. We're in a little bit over, Jeff, but uh, now back to you. All right. Big thanks to our guests, as always. Appreciate coaches Artie Lauza and Rick Hudson joining us. Tomorrow we'll be joined by a couple of more coaches uh, early on, Josh Learman, and then Carol Olivier, their game against JPG set for Saturday night, championship game of their league. Uh, Coach Olivier to give us all the details tomorrow on that. And, of course, we thank our sponsors, Bayou Sports, brought to us by State Representative Elect now. And I know some of those commercials sound a little dated, but uh, Jacob Landry still sponsoring Bayou Sports, uh, even though he has already won that seat for uh, State Rep District 49. L.A. Classic Riffing, the Hedekin Payne Center, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, and the Schwing Insurance Agency.